Welcome, addicts, to a cold open to one for Paul. A lot's been happening behind the scenes, and the TLDR is that Pop Culture Pod is no longer in production due to real-life commitments getting in the way. So the channel is going to change a little bit going forward, and I wanted to let you know what's happening. I'm going to continue making one for Paul, same bat time, same bat channel, and we're rebranding things a little bit to reflect this. So starting soon, you'll see changes to the name and the thumbnail in your feed, and of course the biggest change is that it's going to be mostly me and whichever guests I can wrangle into watching movies with me. Uh, Now, I, I fully expect a bunch of you will stop listening because you were here for the ever-ensuing hilarity, but I hope you'll stick around, because we've really got some great stuff coming up, and uh, I'm really excited to share this journey with you. Okay, on with the episode, and as always, peace. Welcome back to One for Paul, the show where I, a non-pop culturist, get inducted into the world of pop culture. Joining me today is... Should I call you Lydia? You can call me Lydia, you can call me Murphy, you can call me whatever you want. Who are you and what are you doing here? <laughs> I'm um, Murphy, I'm here showing Paul The Last Unicorn, which is one of my favourite films of all time. Um, and uh, he's never seen it. That's right, welcome to The Last Unicycle. <laughs> After saving up for months, when Fred finally got to the unicycle shop, he discovered that there was only one left, and boy was it in bad shape. This is a documentary about how Fred fixed his, uh, his unicycle. He makes it very pretty. Very, very pretty. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, it, so, is you were surprised that I hadn't seen this. Yeah. it's Because it's got this amazing cast in it, for one. And, it, it, it I mean, it went through, like, crazy-ass development hell um, <laughs> in the whole process in the first place. But it's got this amazing cast, and the story itself is quite unique. I'd never even in, heard which is of this. Weird to say. I had never even heard of this movie. Well, it's it's the guys who did. Um, oh god, what was it? It's, it's the same Japanese studio who did Ghibli. No, uh, it didn't look like a Ghibli. It it's not a. It, uh, it's a, bit, a, bit, a Last Unicorn. Let me just double Google this again. Um, Always good idea to double Google it. Always double Google it. Well, you were interested that I hadn't seen this because you figure everyone should have seen this or because I haven't seen this because like, no, Paul, this is your kind of movie. I think everyone should see it because it's, it's one of those films that's, it's, I mean, I think it was identified meant to be a kid's film. It's a book adaptation, but it just gets so dark (laughs) and it's just, it's Nausicaa. That was it. Um, it was the same studio that did Nausicaa. Sorry. Uh, Nausicaa, Thing of the Wind, that one? Yes, that's that, it. That yeah. was also Studio Ghibli. Yeah, but that's these guys who did this movie. Oh, it's the same individual Yeah, people. same animation oh, wow. studio. Yeah. Huh. Didn't Just, realize. It, that's it, super neat. Valley of the Wind. That's the one. Nausicaa, Valley, Valley of the Wind. Wind. Yeah, I haven't yeah. seen that, we'll get there it's eventually. on the list. Yeah. We've got a couple of Anna fans who have threatened me with that as a one for Paul. Okay. Some so, of us are So fade in. It fade into a dark parallax forest full of birdsong and flutes. Such, yes. Such majesty. And for real, these, these paintings are kind of amazing. Yeah. Because this is they all are... like, this is 80s, right? Like this is... Uh, 82. Yeah, this is matte paintings and they'll film it and they'll pull the different layers apart as they yeah. zoom the... Ca- this is all like manual stuff, even if they had like yeah, a I mean, rig to do it. Super impressive. That's the thing. 
it's it's one of those movies, one of those ones where I say it because it's for one, those those animations in the background are beautiful. You have to mm. wonder how long it took these people to draw this. Well, part of actual- it, I happen to know a, a little bit about animation because I, mm. I I'm super interested in it. The the painting stuff is like they'll literally just make a big old canvas painting, yeah. and then pan the camera across it or zoom it in and out to get those effects. And then they'll yeah. have paintings on glass layers, so they'll paint like a. Like a tree on a pane of glass, and they'll suspend that pane of glass above the. It's like you, you put the painting on a desk, then you put yeah. a pane of glass uh, like a half a meter above it, and you shoot downward through the glass so that you can sort of move the glass layers across as you parallax in. And it's really cool. It, it's, it's kind of like the, uh, the poor man's version of Photoshop layers. Uh, it was a very expensive <laughs> it, Photoshop yeah. is the poor man's version because man is that an expensive <laughs> yeah. way to do it but yeah uh, gotcha. so in the film then a couple of hunters cross a stream as the silhouette of a unicorn follows them turns out this is a unicorn's forest but unicorns yep. are just fairy tales aren't they of course they are it's it's fantastic um preposition do I mean preposition then why do the I think I mean never fall here or the snow. Yes. Why is it always spring here? I love this guy. I can I can see the tooth marks on the scenery. It's wonderful. He, he is fantastic. It's again. It's 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 he that, that one film. line. He knew he had one line, and he was like, "I am an actor." <laughs> it's wonderful. Yeah, I mean, he he played a few roles in the movie, but oh, did he? Who, which <clears throat> yeah, guy he, is this? Uh, well, the hunt the, the older hunter hunter was also the farmer. Oh, okay. And uh, some of the men from later on in the film with the Robin Hood-esque character. Yeah. So he shows up a little bit. And as but... he leaves the forest, he says, Hey, listen, you're the last unicorn. Not sure if you noticed. Anyway, <laughs> bye. To no one in particular. He can't see the unicorn. And then the unicorn no. heard him. And she gets sad and, she... and starts questioning her whole existence. <laughs> I guess so. Cue the eagles. I mean, America singing oh. about eagles. It's it's just such an amazing. The music in this movie is fantastic, but it's, this opening it is music literally is great. Sung by America, right? Like yeah. you, you know the band America. Yeah, they're yeah. I love them, and the, <laughs> when I heard it, I was like, "Is that can't that sounds super familiar?" And then the yeah. opening credits roll, and I'm amazed by the credits a little bit. Right. So first of all, in alphabetical yeah. order, always nice to see, as opposed to in order of importance. You know what yeah. I mean? Which is so, always yeah. I prefer that. So Absolutely. Jeff Bridges. Yes. Who did the movie for free? I d- did he? Apparently so. Did the movie for free because so, he was so into this bro- this idea. So am I thinking right? Jeff Bridges is the... the which one is Jeff Bridges? He is... Uh, he was in... I don't know. If you've seen R.I.P.D.? There's, there's many another one you have to no, see. No. Uh, um, am I thinking... Big Lebowski. Right? No. That's on the list. I know. He's... Big Lebowski's on the list. Shut up. It's yeah, no, fine. he is he's he's Lebowski and Big Lebowski. Which one is Lebowski? The main character. Um uh, da, da, I don't da, da, know. Da. I've never seen the film. I don't know it. Tron Legacy? Oh him, yeah. So he's, he's, he's Kevin uh, Flynn. Big Trouble in Little China. Yes. Yeah, yes. that's him. So also yeah. Mia Farrow, who I assume yeah, who is, is fantastic. the unicorn. Yes, she is the unicorn. Christopher Lee. Who's, I'm oh. sure we're only allowed to pronounce his name as Christopher Lee. Fun fact about Christopher Lee is he actually did the German and one of the other language dubs for this movie. Huh. I didn't realize. Because he's multilingual. And I also didn't know that. 
he's he is amazing. Like he big fan. He went in with the book and turned around to the guys recording all the stuff in the in like in the sound booth and just went, "This line should be in the movie." Like this this line should be in the movie and they went, "Okay." And he's like, "We're putting this line in the movie." <laughs> At a certain just... point, are you arguing with Mr. Lee? I don't know. <laughs> Why would you argue with Christopher Lee, frankly? I'd be like, yep, cool. You do what you want, mate. Oh, you're saying this you're wrong. Is... It's Christopher Lee. Lee. You have to, yeah. I, I can't lower my voice that He's far. got that voice. He so also op- wanted to play his character in live action. As Sorry. the opening credits fade out, there's some bunnies with, like, demon red eyes and a super glitchy owl who I was certain yep. was about to eat the rabbits. But he doesn't. I think it may have been meant to be. Maybe, I don't know, it was a super glitchy owl. And, like, I know it's 80s animation, but, like, come on. It's, this thing was, like, there were there were six frames yeah. of animations over 12 seconds. It was hilarious. Yeah, I mean, you know, with, with how much this thing, as I say, went through development hell, it's not a shock that things like that got I'm looking forward to hearing more about that, but let's get some of the plot under our belts first so that we yes. have some context. Uh, so the last unicorn does not believe that she is, in fact, the last unicorn, or doesn't want to believe that, I guess. Also fills us in on some unicorn lore. Unicorns yes. are immortal, eternal, and cannot be killed inside their own forests. Bingo. This is correct. Uh, oh, the hey, big... a butterfly. <laughs> Singing butterfly. Singing yeah. gambling butterfly. Well, I don't know butter. if he necessarily gambles. I think he just heard a bunch of pop songs. So, like, let's go through the list of things that are canon existing in this universe. Ireland. So much. Yeah. Ireland exists in this universe. It does. Um, the HMS Pinafore. Which is weird. Which is weird. He references that. A bunch of pop songs from the 70s. So, like, the 70s have already happened in this year. So, this is, like, current day somewhere in the world <laughs> as of 1981 i, I guess because the, the I, butterfly heard this stuff yeah. somewhere it i think it's got the um there's, there's a theory about weirdly skyrim that it's in the future but it's set just after fallout because certain things connect between the game between the games i think and some it, people it's, reach too damn far but at the same time I think like, some people do i i get <laughs> At a certain point that this is like, hey, let's put in some pop culture stuff. And also, (laughs) it's like an Arthurian thing, and I totally get that. But It's the future. (laughs) No, but like, it's an Arthurian thing. Have you ever the the T.H. White um, Sword in the Stone? No, but I think I need to add that to my list. Oh, it's good. So uh, there is a bird, a hawk, I think, that Mm. uh, similarly speaks in quotations, but it's like a lot darker in that Uh. one. So th- this is clearly an evocation of that, or if it isn't, then they accidentally evoked that. May which was well have been kind of cool. Also, Cyrano de Bergerac exists because his whole yeah. thing, like, my, you know, oh, your name, I don't know your, I don't, of course I know your name. I would, I would dream to know your name. I would yeah. write your name on a bell somewhere. And she's like, yeah, of course you would. What's my name, dude? <laughs> yeah, 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 come right, on. You're you know this, it. But come on. And he's like, Tell "You're me. a unicorn." She's like, "That is the name that you, of the thing that I am." <laughs> yeah, it's not clear that like you're a human. Like Mufi, what's my name? Uh, you're a human being. I am. That's me. You're right. <laughs> I have no further questions. It it was very <laughs> surreal. I remember watching this as a kid and just going, "But what's her name?" Yeah, like my brain's just going, "Why is he not telling us this information?" Was, I got very frustrated. Can't lie. Well, 
the the butterfly aside from just speaking in nonsense and her yeah. just being like, hey, so do you maybe you actually know something? And he doesn't, but that's fine. But he does, maybe, because mm. he has in fact seen other unicorns who were driven down the road by the LucasAid sport. I mean Red Bull. <laughs> also something about a king. So she's smart enough to not take his advice super serious, but she's clearly yeah. still like bothered by the idea of being the last one. And uh, so she departs on an epic journey through more stunning map paintings of like, which is just still of like deserts and stuff. So she's a, so she's a horse with no name traveling through the desert. Like that song whose name I can't remember. What concerns me apart from, apart from that reference is that this continent seems to have a very large variance of biomes. I mean, yeah, most continents do. Uh, we don't know how fast she moves. This right? is true. So that's where I'm like, maybe maybe she's just gone a real long way, very quickly. And we also don't actually know how long she's been traveling for, so I suppose that, that sarcastic comment is entirely moot. Yeah, because it's montage time, and we get to see more really cool matte paintings. A couple, yeah. of these, a couple of these stills I would just like as paintings on the wall, right? Even yeah. forget the unicorn in it, just have the painting. That would be neat. I don't know, I'd, I'd want the unicorn, but I am a unicorn fanatic, so... <laughs> yeah. Side note, I'm also impressed that they avoided making her look horse-like, because she's more sort of, like, goat-like, which is the, yeah. the more classical unicorn thing, as I understand it. Yeah, they... they I think it was... There was a type of goat that apparently they, they started off being recognised as. Was it a type of... One of the two, it was goat or deer, that they that unicorns were recognised off of. Could be something like uh, an ibex or something. Something like that. It, it the goat like thing is hinted at later on when you get told what her name is. Yeah. Oh, I. Well, I, I didn't even. Oh, cool. I've just Greek made mythology. a link in my head. Anyway. You... <laughs> so she's smart enough not to take this butterfly seriously. Yes. Uh, but uh, then she arrives sometime later after some montage and some lovely music uh, over to... Uh, hey, did you ever play the... Just out of, out of nowhere, apropos of nothing. Hmm. You ever played a CDI Zelda games? No, but I've seen enough playthroughs that it makes me scared. <laughs> yeah, so this guy's face... They, yes. Th- there's no way the animators had enough time to animate this guy. <laughs> there's there's nope. no way. His uh, His mouth moves across his face. As things get, it it's is wonderful. slightly terrifying. Yeah, but yeah. it's beautiful. <laughs> but he doesn't recognize that this is a unicorn. He thinks it's a horse, and he's like, "Oh, sweet, it's it's a horse. I don't see any like markings on it. So like, I'll I'll catch it and I'll sell it in town. I'll get myself yeah. an yeah, that's great, perfect. So he takes his him. belt off to do that. I'm like, All right, fine. But uh, but weird. unicorn here is not terribly impressed to be called a horse. No, I mean I can't blame her. Really, would you want to be called a horse if you were a majestic unicorn? I wouldn't want to be called a horse anyway. Well, no. I don't know. But I feel like that's a mean thing to call someone if they're not a horse. And even if they are, in a sense, like if I were to come up to you and be like, hey, human, you're, you're, a, you're a good looking human. Yeah. I want to sell you to the market. I mean, I was, I was with you up until I'm going to sell you to the market. <laughs> that's what he says. He's going <laughs> to take the horse and sell it on the market. Pretty, but. I'm going to sell you, but I don't want to be sold. Fuck you. You you get sold. He is unsuccessful in this pursuit. Strangely. Yeah. 
That would don't be argue a, with an unicorn. abrupt end to this story, this quest, yeah. if, if it were just like, well, I guess I live in a paddock now. <laughs> yeah. I live with these other horses. They're eyeing me up. I'm not sure how comfortable I am with this whole process. So she continues traveling, having avoided this dude, but also realizes, hey, you know, if humans, if, if humans can't tell what a unicorn is, then maybe yep. those guys are full of shit. Maybe they just don't know to recognize a unicorn. Right? Well, yeah, they, they just think the they're horses. So uh, there are going to be tons of us around there. Yeah. Don't ask too many questions about the hooves. This horse has clove hooves. That's fine. There's nothing wrong with this horse. You, you can't see anything wrong with it. It's fine. I mean, I think that, that, that was the whole thing on that was that you couldn't see it if you didn't believe, I think was the hell. Yeah, that but went. they concentrate on the horn, and I'm looking at the hooves going like, yeah, but somebody should be able to tell that yeah. the hooves are not horse hooves. They got like those, two those toes. Definitely not horse hooves. They got two little horse toes. That's what they got. Yeah. Anyway, you'd she lays down. To, the, sorry, yep. You'd, you'd think, think but no one's really that ob- that observant in this universe, apparently. <laughs> I guess. I mean, that's a theme that comes out that repeats a few times. I had it in my notes a little later on, but right now we're just getting mm. through this first. Like, hey, look at yeah. how pretty everything is. Let's meet the main characters. Let's assemble the party. Gorgeous. You know, it's it's a very good looking movie. It's a very it, good it really movie. is. So as she lays down to sleep one night by the side of the road, she's captured by a witch for her traveling carnival. Also her dim-witted assistant and a really, really, really bad magician. Mm. She's captured by Angela, Lans- Angela Lansbury. Is that Angela Lansbury? That is Angela Lansbury. Who's Angela <laughs> Lansbury? She was in Murder, She Wrote. Oh, okay. I don't um, think she's been I've in seen loads. That. Uh, she played Mrs. Potts in the original Beauty and the Beast. Oh, that's her. Cool. And bread, 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 bread knobs and broomsticks. That is not the title of the movie. Bed bread knobs, knobs and... and broomsticks. Yeah. Those three yes. things all together. <laughs> you put them in a room and you got a movie. Yeah. Bed knobs and broomsticks. She was, she was in that. She's been in a lot of stuff, actually, Angela Lansbury. I remember that from when I was a kid, maybe. That's the one where they go traveling on the bed, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Like the time traveling bed. That goes underwater. It's also a submarine. That's the one. The time traveling submarine. But God, the 80s were weird. They were. They really, really were. (laughs) So fast forward to the following day where we see a small crowd of paying customers to see the quote-unquote manticore and Mm. dragon. They also have an infernal, which speaks 17 languages badly and is subject to gout. Also a satyr and a a Midgard serpent. Not the... A, yes, and it's a. also not very large. I would have expected no, it to really be not. the thing that wraps around the entire planet. I would expect maybe it'd be a little larger. I mean, maybe it's know, a baby one. Maybe, it, yeah. It might be an infant. You've yeah. also got the um, harpy. True. Schmendrick knows what's up, though. This is the magician man who wasn't very good at stuff. Uh, he can tell that the unicorn is a unicorn and yeah. that he should probably free her. And he does. Yeah, no, he starts talking to her. He starts talking to her in the yeah. midst of all the witch's illusions. Uh, she somehow has also a, an actual real harpy. The harpy Soleno, I think they say her name is. Yeah, she was named... She was Selena? Selena? She was named after an actual... Um, there One is an actual, actual harpy harpies. in Greek mythology. Right, harpies uh, are a real Greek cool. thing. Yeah, yeah, they are. I remember the there last is a lot of went, Greek... I remember the last time I went to Mykonos mm. and there were harpies everywhere. Yeah. Real nuisance. They're... They are all there. There is a lot of Greek mythology in this um, tiebacks in this as well. Also, obviously Norse because of um, 
Is the unicorn, I thought a unicorn was like a pan-European sort of Germanic almost. Is it a Greek? I, I don't remember it's, it from Greek. It's, I think it's more pan-European, but it's also the character herself is named after the goat that Zeus suckled off of after being kicked out by Cronus. Right. That was That was a longer process than it should have been to <laughs> vocalize that. That's okay. That's okay. This is the so so for all of those just joining us, uh, we are recording this by distance, which is unusual for this show because normally we like to sit around a table. But there's a deadly virus that's melting people's lungs out, so we're not yep. going to be doing that until there's no virus anymore. So uh, you'll thank you for bearing with us through these small technical quirks and whatnot. It's yeah, it's a bit of a weird one. I'm trying to find. I can't find the name of the bloody characters. But uh, I also do love the conversation between the witch and the unicorn. Like, the unicorn yeah. is confidently and positively regal. Just going like, you you captured, you've you done fucked up. You, you, you captured a harpy and put her in a cage. The fuck do you think is going to happen? Right? You never know. I'm paraphrasing. This is not the words that the mm. unicorn uses. Though I you quite like the wish... idea of like, Yeah. No, yeah, it was Saleno. Saleno ah. was the name of the harpy. Yeah, the harpy is going to definitely wreak some bloody revenge at some point. You don't even, oh, this yeah, is totally. not even foreshadowing. They straight up tell you like, no, but the witch to her credit is like, I am perfectly aware that that's how I'm going to go out. Look at me. I'm like yeah. 90. Chill. I'm going to go out somehow anyway. So I may as well do it in a way that some immortal being is like, no, seriously, fuck that lady. For the rest yeah. of time, because then I'm like, ha you remember my ass, which is, a, I don't get that. Outlook. Yeah, I, I kind of liked that weirdness of that whole sort of, yes, you know, she may kill me, but she will always remember me and I will live on in that way immortal. And it's like, but you're dead. <laughs> if, if, if you are dead, you are in, still in dead. In a more practical sense, you are very much not immortal. Yeah. And you, you haven't been, a, a, you haven't been mortal much of anything for a while. You just, you know, old and wrinkly. And continue will you will continue being old and wrinkly, and you will die. It was it was an interesting thing. I, d I do find that whole idea of uh, being all oh yeah no it's fine, but I will live on because this person will remember me. It's like they won't remember you. <laughs> there are going to kill you and forget. There are rules in this universe which make it interesting in another way, which hmm. is like if you believe it then it ends up being true at least for you, right? Yes. So it's not it's... clear whether, like, there's a few instances where we'll talk about it, but it's not mm. very clear whether they're actually manifesting the thing to exist in reality or whether it's like it, they just think it and we get to see through their eyes because it's a movie, right? Yeah, it's it's a weird one. I mean, it's kind of like um, Self-actualization, is that what I think? It's self-manifestation, something on those lines, you know. The more you think about it, the more you expect it to be real, it will happen. Are we really suggesting that, like, the secret is a real thing in this universe? Like that really bad self-help book that tells people, not if you just believe hard enough, it'll, re it'll become real. Law of attraction shit? I mean, you know, it would make sense. Uh, but no, probably not. It, it's, I think it's just one of those weird things. So Schmendrick shows up clear. to the cage. So he shows up yes. to the cage, and uh, the witch's name is Mommy Fortuna, which yes. I choose. I know it's Fortuna, as in like fortune, but I choose to hear that as M Mommy has like she is totally for tuna. Tuna, yeah. Who isn't for tuna? 
vegetarians. Tuna's good, man. Okay, fine. They aren't for yeah, tuna. Fine. Okay. Schmendrick. Accepting. <laughs> Schmendrick is, however, Schmendrick the Magician! Last of the Red Hot Swamis. <laughs> this is a thing Schmendrick the Magician says about himself. Yes, it is. And it's concerning. <laughs> Why is he... Okay, so we've established as well that either he's making shit up or he is, in fact, a red hot shwami. We, I, you never find out, unfortunately. I would like to hear about the other hot shwamis. Like yeah. the, white, the white hot shwami and the blue hot shwami. <laughs> I mean, they've, they've, there's got to be a few exist. The problem is, is when you say red hot shwami, my brain just kind of goes to red hot Cheetos. Oh, yeah. Which is entirely the wrong... <laughs> I imagine they taste similar. <laughs> I mean, do you make a habit of eating shawamis? No, I imagine that they would taste... I don't make a habit of eating Doritos either. No. I don't really blame you. So, Schmendrick tries to... So, after a conversation about how yes. real stuff isn't real and sometimes fake stuff is real, uh, he tries to free her by magic a few times, but he's... You know, this has never happened before. Um, I, yeah. You know, maybe I'll... Uh, can we just give it, like, five minutes? Sorry. I'll, I'm sure it'll be fine. Yeah, I mean, th that is the thing, that bit. You, you get told he has magic, but he's not very good with it, and then he really proves it. Really, really proves how bad he is. He <laughs> does it's, have it's a way cool. with words, though, because he's yeah. got a couple of my favorite lines, and my first of the exemplar favorite lines in this are, My dear, you deserve the services of a great wizard, but I'm afraid you'll have to be glad of the aid of a second-rate pickpocket, as he yep. produces the keys to the cage. At which point, I am looking at this saying, Use the I don't care if you can do magic, <laughs> use the damn key. It's faster! Why did you use the keys? Why did you use magic in the first place? If Why not you had just the open the cage first <laughs> and then talk to her? You were going to do it. it. You just it's gave them a chance to come up. Again. <laughs> All right. He's not the smartest guy, so I'm okay <laughs> saying, like, I, it's okay. I am here. I am Schmendrick. Schmendrick will help. And she's like, uh-huh. So you're going to open the cage? Right. Right. That's the... Th okay. Right. Yeah, that's the thing I was... Right. Schmendrick, open the cage. Schmendrick, open, open the damn cage. You've got the keys. Let me the fuck out. Yeah, I mean, that was, that, that I, I think, that obviously, that was fantastic, a bit of um, exposition and explaining the character. But at the same time, it's like, if you have the keys, use the keys. It's like, if your door was locked, you wouldn't beat it to break into it and smash it in. I'm here to rescue you, if you had but the first, keys. let's have a conversation. Yeah. <laughs> so nice weather today. Oh, that movie trope is, is one that I could really do without... You know, who are you? I'm this person. Okay, get me out. All right, just get them out first. If you if you know that they're not going to kill you, let at them out. At least in Star Wars, it was like they'd opened the cell, and then she's like, "Yeah, yeah, you're a stormtrooper. I don't fucking trust you. What the fuck is this?" They're like, "No, yeah. no, no, we're here to rescue you." Oh, okay, cool. Still not going with you. We're yeah. here because Obi Wan. Obi Wan, cool. Let's go. Yeah. All right, fine. Right, like that made sense. Lead with that line. <laughs> Don't lead with, we're here to save you, but no information otherwise. We're here to, to save you. Come with us. Why? Nah, you're a stranger. <laughs> I don't think I want to go with you. I Sorry. think this is part of a, a plot to get me to reveal information. I don't think yeah. you're here to rescue me at all. Sorry. 
I mean, in this case, it makes even more sense, even less sense on the, you know, why he's even giving all this exposition. What there doesn't make sense to me is like, okay, so the unicorn, it's shown in this thing. She, she goes around and opens the rest of the cages as yeah. uh, Eye Patch Man comes by and starts wrestling with Mendrick. And, and uh, moaning about Could she, could she not do this before? Desks. Could she not? Apparently like, not. the lock is right there. She could have just, like, put the horn and been like, all right, think. It makes me wonder whether the they... Because she said something about iron bars when they captured her. Like, no rope will hold her, but iron bars will have to do for now. And it makes me wonder whether there's the whole Fae line of things that, that was pulled in on that with them, um, because Fae can't touch or be around iron or use their magic around iron. Because uh, she's sure trapped in an iron box. Uh, in Fae mythology... Fae mythology. Okay. In, in mythology, fays are weak to iron. This is where you know a lot more about mythology in this area than I do. I know oh, yeah. a bit. I know a decent amount of Greek stories, the ancient Greek stuff. I know a decent amount mm. of the Norse stuff. I know a decent amount of the modern takes on the North stuff. I don't really know Germanic at all. Uh, it's family, isn't it? Um, it it's also something I, I referenced oh, right. and researched quite Opera. quite a lot. I love that sort of. Um, Probably why I'm not things. super into opera, because it's like, here, we're going to tell you a popular story from Germany. And I'm like, cool, yeah. I've never heard it. Never mind. The music's hey, nice, though. Some of those operas, some of those operas are absolutely beautiful. Magic Flute, definitely one you should listen to. I have. Seen. I've seen it live. Magic Flute, beautiful place. Beautiful yeah, yeah, yeah. place. Yeah, I saw it in Paris. Um, it was lovely. Oh, I haven't seen it in years. Need to. When we're allowed to leave the house. So, so the Fae cannot have uh, iron around iron. them. Yeah, there's, it's, it's something about iron. I can't remember exactly what it is, but they, it nullifies their magic and their powers. Oh, okay. And so, unless that is what is happening here, because she is a unicorn, and unicorns are, in some mythologies, connected to the Fae, then that would make sense, but it doesn't otherwise make sense because she has the ability to open things with the horn, and surely she could just, you know, kind of go, hey, you know. Also, it's a very sharp horn. Like, she could have broken through that door. I imagine that's like a fingernail thing where it's like, if your fingernail's real long, that's still mm. going to hurt, though. Like, you could stab someone <laughs> with a long fingernail, yeah. but after a while, like, ooh, ow, mm, mm, no, yeah. I really have to care, though. And I'm not doing that into a slice of wood. Right? No, I suppose. I don't know. I mean, she, she had the magic. She has the power. Anyway, so magic is more consistent in this than mm. it is in a lot of other places. But yeah. it's still very much a soft magic system, right? It is not a hard magic system avatar style where yeah. everyone follows the same consistent rules and they build stuff off of that. Now, at a certain point, it's like, it's magic. Chill the fuck out. Literally, yeah. we can make up the rules as we go. It's fine. Fuck it. She's in the cage. She's not in the cage anymore. Yeah. Whatever. It's, it's basically a case of magic is very unique to the person, I think, on this one. It's like, you know, this person can do this. This person can do that. Who knows? And down goes the witch. Because yes. they free the harpy. Because they're like, nah, she's like, she's my sister. Yeah. I guess. I mean, it's I guess she of... means that figuratively. Yeah, in the in the spectrum of magical beings, they are sisters. <laughs> Got it. Yeah. Also, also, immortal things follow T Rex rules. Exactly. I was just about to say that. Immortal things are T Rexes, which concerns me. <laughs> because does this mean that T Rexes are immortal? <laughs> well, clearly not. Or immortal things came from T-Rexes. <laughs> I mean, unless you consider a chicken. Well, yeah, that's true. Chickens, Chickens are, are dinosaurs. They are also evil, so... Oh, they're awful. They're such Hate. amazingly awful little things. They're creepy. 
And the fact they'll eat literally anything concerns me even more. Including but not limited to each other. But we're talking about unicorns. Yeah, not chickens. So the unicorn (laughs) continues on her quest after being freed, and she has gained a party member. Schmendrick. Yes. Who, frankly, if I was playing D&D, I would not be pleased with Schmendrick joining the party. (laughs) I would be very annoyed. Now they're off to find Monster Energy Drink, I mean Red Bull and uh, (laughs) King Haggard. Oh, fantastic, King Haggard. But first... But first... Oh, did I miss a bit? You did. You missed a bit. They, uh, missed they, a bit. They, they enter the forest. They, they go through near areas, and they finally reach the forest that borders King Haggard's land. That's right, yes. And uh, you have outlaws. Oh, and no, Schmendrick's not like, the people pride. fighting against the king we don't like. No, obviously we not. We should definitely not join forces with them. We should definitely hide from them, except Schmendrick is about as good at hiding... As he is at matching. <laughs> yeah, he tries to hide directly above them, and they just sort of look up and they go, "Hey, what the? F-? He's just up there." Yeah, and his cape's out. just dangling. It's it's not good. Oh, from their perspective, I don't even think there's a branch in the way. I think they just looked up and were like, "Is yeah. that a dude up there?" Yeah, it's a dude up yeah, there. Yeah, cool. Let's is he hiding from us? Because like, okay, it just it, it when's is... last time somebody hid from you? Was he hiding in a tree? No. That would be suspicious if you were. Well, yeah, it really would. I mean, for one, how quickly can you get up a fucking tree? And I mean, you'd two, capture him. Oh, yeah. And I'm. You remember I'm not that, that guy person. you captured? Yep. I still keep him in my basement. <coughs> Sorry. Fortunately, Schmendrick roll, <laughs> keeps rolling natural 20s on his bluff and persuasion oh. checks. He does. There's no. He has. That's the thing. In this entire movie, he has not rolled. A natural one. I'm reasonably certain that he's not good at spell casting yet because yep. he's been sinking all his levels into Bard and yep. hasn't multiclassed into Wizard properly yet. He's he's screwed himself over slightly. <laughs> col- I'm I'm going probably College of Lore. He knows a lot of stuff. Yeah, something like that. Knows a lot of stuff, but does not know how to use it. You there, minstrel? Sing us a song about me. Uh, no. <laughs> no, nah, dude, sing us a song about me. No, he can't. I want you to sing, you, you know that song about me? Sing it. How about how great I am? You know the one. I just want to sing Sir Robin from Spamalot now. Robin isn't real. No, Robin Hood is not real. Also, <laughs> Sir Robin is not real. They're both fiction, Neither and therefore we should never sing songs about fictional things. Sing a song oh, about no. how awesome I am. Please. You're putting me on the spot here, really. Sing a song about me, minstrel. They don't want to sing a song about him. No. Cue Robin Hood. Yep. Robin Hood just shows up. With Maid Marian. And phases through them as if ghosts. I mean, I have to say, the actual design on Marian, beautiful. That dress is kind of like her dress. I love her dress. I like this whole scene. It's a really well done scene. It also is very telling about the way that the magic system and the sort of, if you believe yeah. it, you'll fool yourself into f- doing it and seeing it thing, because all of... So this is magic. It's not an actual Robin Hood. It's a magic no. Robin Hood who phases through matter, and after he's phased through ghostly the matter, everyone's like, hey, you know that ghostly apparition that just phased through our fearless leader? Yep. Let's follow that guy instead. Because, of course, that's what you do with ghostly apparitions. 
I think they were like, no, fuck this leader asshole. I don't want to. I'm He's so done good. with this guy. He's boring. Hey, you ever, you ever think about just just quitting? Yeah, quitting the gang. But you can't quit the gang. It's like you can't time. quit the gang because, like, we're not going to lead a new gang. That seems like no. a lot of work. And collecting people, finding new weapons—it just—it's a process. It's. Just I mean, where work. are we even going to find a road to pillage? Yeah. I mean, there aren't many. There can't be that many roads. Oh, hey, check it out. There's a ghost the there. We could just follow him. Yeah. And call ourselves outlaws. You want to you follow that not guy? Not actually outlaw. Yeah, let's do it. What laws, are, what laws are we breaking exactly? The laws of reality. Yeah, probably a, fle- a few of those. Anyway, I, I'm i fine. fine. Let's follow. Th- <laughs> let's go with him. And let's just, because that was the thing. It was so weird that they just went, they just, yeah, fuck it. Just, fuck you, dude. Go Fuck on. you, dude. I have a new leader in life, and it's this <laughs> it's this dude that I just saw phase through matter and ignore me totally. Doesn't actually exist, but, you know. And I everyone just, like, else. he doesn't identify himself as anything. He's, no. people just say, that's Robin Hood. And you go, oh, is, is that, we have no further information. This might be Robin Hood. She thinks this is Robin Hood. Yeah. That guy thinks this is Robin Hood. I, all right. I mean, you know, I, I would much more have uh, enjoyed the idea of uh, them having a fox walking through, but I think there probably would have been copyright issues doing that. Oh, yeah, with, uh, with the Diz. <laughs> Disney as well. Yeah, Disney. Yeah, with the Diz. We're, we're yeah. close, so I can call them that. I call them the Oh, you can Diz. call them the Diz. Yeah. So in That's an attempt good. to escape, Schmendrick casts a spell on the tr- oh no 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 he needs to get tied to the tree first he does need to get tied to the tree which is single-handedly one of the funniest scenes it was in so any disturbing. movie i've ever seen it, it was, was disturbing, so disturbing but it was hilarious on the second watch i think it was more hilarious than disturbing on a yeah. first watch it was just like cool so this tree <laughs> has come to life well he he cast a spell going yeah. like well what's the worst that could happen oh that's definitely the worst that could happen <laughs> That's among the worst. I don't think he imagined that that particular thing would happen because the tree turns pink and into like, I guess, a caricature of an old lady. Yeah, I think so. Got- cause she's got all the diamonds and the feather boa and stuff. Well, she's got like a flower boa. Yeah. Made of flowers in her own hair. Uh, <laughs> could you please tell me what... Movie, explain yourself, movie. Explain <laughs> this movie ex- for me right now. <laughs> the only explanation I have for specifically this part is Schmendrick finally rolled a one. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's it. Oh my god, that's an inventive DM too. It's like, okay, this- well, uh, the spell definitely backfired. So yeah. fortunately, for- <laughs> fortunately, the unicorn is nearby and uh, you know touches his ropes and unties him. And yeah. as he's untied, the tree returns to normal. To her credit, lucky. she sort of looks at him and goes, all right. And then they yeah. all leave. And it's like, nobody's <laughs> nobody's kink shaming. No, Nobody's saying, hey, you, you dirty dendrophiliac. Hey, unicorns are like the epitome of, of purity and grace. Of course they don't kink shame. Yeah. And the unicorn's just there like, I, all right. All I've right. seen weirder. Just, it's not my thing. It's not my thing. Up to you. But like. You looked like you were in trouble there. That did not look entirely consensual. No. So and I you wanted to help. Like you were going to get suffocated in the huge tree titties. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure you can consent to su- to like actual suffocated to death. 
I'm not sure that's a thing you're allowed to do. But these are outlaws now, so like that's fine. They joined you an know, outlaw gang, and they're not paying attention to any law, even no. the ones that are there to protect them. The laws of nature. Although, I have to say, I never thought I'd say huge tree titties <laughs> at any point. Oh my god, why does the tree have titties? <laughs> because, I don't know, they're also uneven. Like, when it comes back, there's one hanging considerably lower than the other. It's a bit weird. Well, isn't that just how boobs even do? Well, yeah, but not like, I, I wouldn't say that having one tit up by the collarbone and one tit down by the bottom of the ribcage is a normal thing. I could see that being slightly <laughs> less than normal, yeah. I'm not sure yeah. how you make a bra for such a person. But it would be very know. wonky. <laughs> but yes, so the tree, that, that she, fantastic tree. There, This has some lovely lines in it, like, oh, I love you. And I'm like, oh, oh cool. So it's like everyone's lascivious aunt. Yeah. It's it's basically, it's, it's the, the very drunk. You're not sure she's actually related to you at the family family party aunt yeah. who starts hitting on you. But and you're you like, know that her name is Muriel, or at least that's yeah. what people say her name is. Or, is she, is she related to anyone here? We're not sure. She just turned up one day and then we couldn't get rid of her. Oh my god, I'm engaged to a Douglas fir. Help! <laughs> Side yeah. note, clearly not a Douglas fir, but no. I'll give it a pass. Yeah, I'll we'll, give it a pass. we'll let that happen. It's a funnier because... tree name than whatever tree this was based off. A willow, maybe? Yeah, I, just, I mean, I don't know. I, I, I'd have gone with this the willow joke. giant, thick trunk. <laughs> right? Dang, that tree's thick. It's a very Sorry. thick tree. And God, it's got so this. Mm, let's move on, shall we? I've had enough of. Please, can we get away from the tree? <laughs> oh my God! Turns out okay. that uh, this lady, Cully's lady, uh, can see who who moments ago was saying, "Hey, let's just slit their throats and be done with it." Yeah, let's get rid of uh, she can see the unicorn else. and is also very upset that she didn't. That the unicorn, that she didn't the unicorn earlier before? Yeah. Uh, what's she, was she upset young... about? Uh, she, because there's obviously there's a whole thing in, in many myths and legends that unicorns come to the pure, beautiful maidens when they're bathing by the rivers. Uh, she got very annoyed that the unicorn, this specific unicorn, who may not have been anywhere near her at the point that she was a young, you know, young virg virginal, virginal maiden, didn't come and visit her at the stream. <laughs> Very... I, I feel like it's a little unreasonable yeah. to be this upset at someone you've never met because yep. you've never met them. It's it's a very... Um, Imagine going up to a famous weird. person and being like, hey, uh, listen, so we've never met and I need an explanation. Yeah. Like, how, do we, how have we never met before? Like, where did you come from? Oh, hey, sorry. What? I just, um, I've had stuff to do. And who are you again? Yeah. I've just, we've never. It's it's like me walking up to Henry Cavill and just going, "Look, we've never met, but I am really mad about this fact. Like, I'm we should have." So met. angry that we have never met before. <laughs> I'm so I mean, angry at you about that, but it's, it's okay. Awful. I forgive you. <laughs> yeah, it's it's the one of the weirdest sections. Well, anyway, it's not one of the weirdest sections. It's a very weird encounter. A new member has joined the party. Yep, the chef. But oh no, not on Schmendrick's watch. Be wary of wousing the the Riz's wrath. I'd Never. be wary of rousing the wizard's yeah. Rousing the wizard's wrath. Yeah, so uh I have this noted down as be wary of wousing the Riz's wrath. Uh <laughs> so I wonder what they got against Wu Tang. 
I like yeah. Carissa. Well, they might, they might have. I mean, it's a bit before, so they were premonishing, premonitioning again. They were. Were very they premonitioning much, again? They were premonitioning again. That seems like a thing they do a lot. I'm I'm concerned about this film being premonitioning. So now they they go on a montage together. Yeah. Turns out they were going the wrong way, but you know, lady with no name yet. Uh, her, turns out name. her her turn turns out her name is Molly later. Yeah. But like just because they come up and they say, Hey Molly. Yeah, they don't like actually she's, she's never they introduced. Don't introduce her. No. no. It's later they're like, Hey Molly, hey. It's just like, okay, uh, when was the audience going to get this information? It was it was off camera, it's fine. They introduced each other off camera after after they'd met and were traveling together for like a while. And now yeah. they're finally inside of Haggard's castle. Hooray! Oh, we've we you missed a bit. Did I? Yes. Shit. The bull appears. Shortly before like a bit before the, the, the car like it's a scene before the castle bit. And uh the bull appears and starts chasing the unicorn because she is still Oh as no no a no. Unicorn. They they get within sight of the castle and then go on yeah. a montage. Uh and as they sleep, the Jolt Cola, I mean Red Bull, flies toward them. <laughs> yes. Funny, I didn't notice any wings. Yeah, it is a bit weird. That thing doesn't fly, ever. It does fly here from the castle over to them. But that's not really flying. I think that's just one leap. It's kind of like Superman. That's not flying. It's falling with, with style. style. <laughs> <laughs> I got that <laughs> reference. You have I made to. That I'm, reference. I'm impressed. I'm impressed you got that reference. I made yeah. it. Yeah. And uh, as the bull chases down the unicorn, it seems like he's not trying to kill her, but driving her toward the castle, which is convenient because that's where they want to go. Yeah. But uh, they, they decide that he might try and kill her. Uh, no, Molly. They're, they're not going to try to kill her. That's what Schmendrick no. figures, because he's like, no, he's not, if he was going to kill her, he would have killed her. He wants yes. to drive her toward the castle, which, again, but, that's uh, where they're going anyway. So I, yeah, I guess that's they're just going to let her be driven and follow along behind, right? Well, kind of. I mean, Molly has other ideas there. Molly thinks that this is a bad idea to let her be driven towards the yeah. castle I th- and I start feel screaming like at Schmendrick. In retrospect, that seems like a bad idea. So Schmendrick, do <laughs> yeah. something. Yeah, I guess and- I guess I could turn her into another thing, some kind of other beast too humble yeah. for the Iron Brew, I mean Red Bull, to concern <laughs> himself with. But I don't have any fourth level spell slots. So we're just gonna have to hope this works. Nah, dude, you totally have a fourth level spell slot. Check your character sheet. You cast a major <laughs> image to summon Robin Hood yesterday, and you've yeah. had a long rest since then. We hope. But that was a level three spell. I mean, you say yesterday. We don't know how long. You cast it between. as of level four, so it didn't need concentration. Yes. Oh yeah, I guess I do have a fourth level spell. So polymorph. Yep. And he, in movie typical typical movie trope, turns her into a beautiful young woman. To which, like, let let's be clear about the way this goes. So polymorph. Oh God, why did you yeah. polymorph her? You told me to polymorph her. Yeah. I didn't know you were going to polymorph her. You literally, I told you, you what I was going to do. You said, yeah, totally do that. And then yeah. I did it. And then you got mad. Because, of course, that's how the world works. Didn't you know this? You can't, you don't do things a woman tells you to do. We get angry at you if you do the thing that we tell you to do. You told me to do it, Karen. <laughs> Look, I, I don't know what to say here. You, you shouldn't have done what I told you to do. <laughs> I guess. I, hmm. That's, you know what? Hey, fine. That's on me. I'll take, that's yeah. fine. I'll take responsibility. Shouldn't, shouldn't listen to me. I make bad decisions. You're right. You're, no, you're right. You do. I, like, it's my, it's my fault for listening to you. You know this. You know this. So, um, 
So the longer they, she stays in this body, the more she'll become human and she'll go yeah. bad. And she she already note, is slightly mad at the start. <laughs> I never thought about this in like, because I played a bunch of d and I never thought yeah. about polymorph as like, it's, it's actually a horrifying thing to do to yeah. someone if they're not, like, suddenly you are a sheep. Yeah, if you're like, not prepared for this information, to one second be standing there as a human, the next second to be a sheep. And also, the unicorn is no longer immortal because she just got turned entirely into a human. So yeah. she's now has a real sense of, I can feel my cells dying. Yeah. Ugh. Which I so. assume we all do, but it's been going on for so long that none of us notice. I suppose so, yeah. It's quite dark when you think about it. So let's just uh, go on to the let's next bit where we engage with the plan. So the plan yes. is we're going to go straight up to the castle and demand an audience with the king. Yeah, because that's sensible. The this castle where the plan. bull went to. This is a better plan. All right. What's the plan? I don't know what the plan was. She wanted to find the unicorns and apparently they had to go to where the bull is. Good I... plan. Let's go there. Why? Good plan. Let's go there. Okay, we'll go. We'll go to the Good castle. Good plan. Let's go there. The big evil foreboding castle. Good plan. Let's go there. <laughs> Holy Good crap. Way. What yeah. was that sound that's shaking the very foundation oh. of this precariously tall castle? Could it be the large bull that has been chasing us? It's definitely the Mountain Dew. I mean, castle oh. bull. I mean, Red Bull. <laughs> he's fine. Barely kills anyone these days. Oh, yeah, no. I mean, he's, he's killed all the unicorns, so he has committed huge atrocities, but he's mostly okay. Yeah, weirdly, when they demand an audience with the king, the guards just sort of let them in. Yeah, which I've never seen. I, have, I, I might have to try this and go up to Buckingham Palace and just demand a, an audience with the queen. And just say, I demand an audience with the queen and see what happens. I'd like to see the queen, please. One yeah. queen, please. Uh, one diet queen. I'm trying to... You know, trying to watch how much royalty I deal with at the moment. Sorry. Uh, there's no queens here, love. Try Saha. <laughs> oh. You know, I know them. They're not diet. Full of additives. Oh, I, got, I got nothing better. <laughs> <laughs> I got nothing to add. That's wonderful. <laughs> Soho Queens, full of additives. Mufi 2020. <laughs> it's better than off-brand chip 2018 i have to say oh my god um <laughs> so so it turns out that the guards are really bad at their job and <laughs> also <laughs> oh there's, there, there's also like four of them in this entire huge castle and immediately we get a reveal saying that the guards are in fact in fact what i can't remember they're they're the king oh yeah both guards are the king. Oh yeah, that's a good point. The prince dude. Which is weird. They just sort of show up so and they're this... like, alright, hey, no, yeah, I was the king all along, sup. They're, they're, yeah, they're Christopher Lee and Jeff Bridges. Oh yeah, that's <laughs> Jeff. Hi Jeff. And of course the king is like, I am here, I am the king. Yes. And the prince is all like, hi, it's nice to meet you. I'm really happy to be here. Everything's great. The, the prince is such a juxtaposition from his father, it was insane. I just remember watching this the first time going, they were not cheerful. recording on the same day. They were not recording no. on the same day, guaranteed. God, no. So they just gave Jeff Bridges a thing, and they were like, cool, so you're a little naive, you're a little friendly. Oh, okay. Hey, yeah. it's nice to meet you. I am the king. Hey, it's nice <laughs> yeah. to meet you guys. How are you doing? You will be ruined by my kingdom and my power. Hey, so uh, we got uh, we got snacks downstairs. I made some popcorn. 
It's going to be great. hot cocoa as well. If you, Ooh, if hot you cocoa. Want I'd some. love some. Schmendrick. Um, <laughs> you know, Schmendrick. No cocoa. Going, yeah, cool. I'll do whatever you guys want. Let's go with this. Yeah, Chris, my notes say Christopher Lee seen here being twice as dramatic and awesome as everyone else in the scene. Yeah, because he is. Christopher Lee is amazing. He was he was perfect for this role. Like the old evil evil king is just perfect role for Christopher Oh, we don't know he's evil yet. We just know he's very dramatic. He does look very evil and lives in a large old castle. I mean, the signs are all there. I guess that's true. Nobody lives in nice old castles who are not also evil. Well, huge, like, crumbling old castles, at least, anyway. You know how hard it is to fix a whole castle? He's just an old man. <laughs> Give him a fucking break. You ever tried He's... to fix a whole castle? Like, on your own, with one son who appears not to understand how to do anything, anything but hunt <laughs> stuff? Yeah. He is the uh, the jock of the prince world. The very stupid jock of the prince world. <laughs> yeah, so turn... Yeah. So th- here's a list, yeah. of, a brief list of things which do not please... King Haggard the Happy. Feasts, conversation, music, hunting, dancing. I, all right. He doesn't like having a court. He just wants four men at arms and that's it in his castle. Yeah. Probably why As the it. place is such a wreck because he sent all the builders home. Yeah, he got very annoyed and just decided not to. He didn't care anymore. Figured the place was going to fall apart either way. I so will well keep nothing near me which does not make me happy. Also, one magician. He doesn't make me happy, but Mabruk. can't make him go. Mabruk. Yep. He then fires said <laughs> magician yeah. after fighting about um. Mabruk is not happy about being fired. So, because he's fired on the weirdest. Like, I'm not sure this would pass muster in like a no. And like a you know at a tribunal, like okay, so so hang on, so why did you fire him? He no longer pleased me. Yeah, what was what was his job again? What was his job again? Court magician. Okay, um, <laughs> right. So for court, you can't uh, just get rid. You can't just fire. Like, not being happy, and were you not happy with their performance? No, they just bored me. Okay, so boredom, not not grounds for firing, uh, I'm afraid. So uh, I'm glad that you kept at least one HR manager in the castle because you can't you can't do that, sir, your majesty. It's I not don't care. It's, it's not you can't do that. You, okay, so I see here also <laughs> that uh, you 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 were not going to write him a reference. You're going to have your your son write him. Is he also part of the company? Is that yes. I don't understand. Okay, okay. I'm, I'm I don't see him on payroll. Is all to fire you too, HR manager. I I feel like that would also not be a great idea. But hey, you do you. Um, so I'm the king. I don't need your advice. Yeah, I think you do. I re- I think I really think you do. I re- okay. I, you know what? I'm gonna. I'm. You're leave. getting out a knife now. I'm. <laughs> I'm gonna. I'm gonna leave now. That's okay. I'm you gonna. It's fine. I'm gonna later. It's okay. Bye. Good luck to you. Goodbye. So, <laughs> oh, that and scene. Yeah, that was fun. <laughs> so, uh, the, the, his son is called Prince Lear. Yeah. No relation. Which, yeah, I was about to say. I feel it's. I mean, it might be the early years of Shakespeare. Except that there is 
there's pop culture stuff from the 1977s. So, like, I don't know. Yeah. It might know. be. It Maybe might somebody be. just named their kid that as a joke. I just like the idea of, you know, Prince Lear being the, what, King Lear, who becomes King Lear, and then King Lear goes insane, and it works. I like it. I am disappointed now that he was not played by Brian Blessed. Oh, I'm not. (laughs) (laughs) Don't get me wrong. Like, Brian Blessed is a a national treasure, but... (laughs) So as uh, as Lear approaches the unicorn, who we now learn has been just named the Lady Amalthea? Yep. Which is the the goat reference. That is the goat. That Amalthea is the name of the goat that Zeus suckled at the milk of when was kicked out of yeah so this is the lady goat this is the lady goat yes she is goat lady hi so uh my name is schmendrick this is my cook and this is uh this is goat lady she's my niece she's your niece yeah yeah we named her goat yeah i i mean she looks a bit like a goat if you look at her in the right light and as lear approaches her to be like hey we'll get you a room and like we'll get you some some cloth to make yourself a dress if you want to. And some lovely romantic ballad starts playing. And I've just yep. seen the whole rest of the plot go by in my head. Yeah. Everyone, th- that was kind of, I have to admit that was a bit weird. It's very weirdly written. It was very out of place. Cause we've just gotten Christopher Lee going, I am evil. I yeah. am evil. And you will understand that I am now the antagonist of this story. And he's like, Oh, Hey, cool. So we're in love now. This is this is how it works. Um, so love in stories like we just see each other and we're like cool. So uh, so we're gonna get married in like a week, I guess. Um, so what kind of what kind of flowers do you like? I mean, we've ne- we've never met, we've never spoken, but, but yeah, but the children week, will be though, beautiful. They will be because like you've got that forehead thing, so I hope they don't get that birthmark. Yeah. But otherwise, it's a weird birthmark. But it is a weird birthmark. Sort of looks yeah. like something's been removed from there, but that's fine. I don't. I can. It's fine. I can look past it. The rest of you is attractive. Yeah. <laughs> you know, especially those those wrists that are, like, so thin. Yeah. And the ankles that will... They'll snap. I have no idea how you're supporting your own weight right now. Like, it's, it's very... I'm concerned for you and your health, but it's okay. It's okay. Oh, you know, it's, it's the true testament that a, a man can overlook any... Uh, not a man, a prince can overlook any blemish on a woman... Uh, provided the rest of her is immaculately beautiful. Yeah, because as we all know, princes, not men. No, just princes. But it's okay, because we're going to pass some time at the castle while Schmendrick figures out where the passage down to the relentless, I mean, Red Bull is. Yep. During this time, the prince uh, the, the, the prince starts writing letters and going off and killing innocent mythological creatures. Also, the cat has an eye do. patch. Yep. The the cat is a pirate. It's Long John Silver. Prince Lear is clearly trying to impress Amalthea by hunting down these creatures. Not, not the best move. Also trying to write poetry as well, which... Lord, he tries. He does. And uh, thankfully, Molly just turns around and goes, No, dear, that's not... No. Just, mm. just no. <laughs> which is good. Hi, darling. Listen, uh, I I just I wanted you to know that I yep. in your in your name I have gone out and killed the six biggest animals I could find. Yep. Just that I found the six biggest animals and I killed all of them. One of them happened to be your kin, probably. Uh, yeah. So I'd bet that makes you fall in love with me right oh, yeah. now, right? 
Yeah. I mean, she, I, I'm amazed she didn't fall into his arms then and there. Like, look at all this murder I just did. Yeah. All of this murder was in your name. I just took, you see this elephant head that I have right here? It's still oh. warm. There's still blood pumping out of the head socket. Check it out. You brought, you brought me a warm elephant head? A warm yeah. elephant? I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I must marry you immediately. This is, this is the rule of the land. Oh, man. I probably could have stopped at the elephant then. Well, yeah. What else did you kill? Oh, everything. Oh. Just so many things. Well, you have proven your love and hunting veracity. <laughs> yes. Yes, I have. <laughs> God damn. I like that they're messing with this whole trope because she's like, uh-huh, dragon. Right, gotcha. Mm. Right. But she's also, like, actually going through some shit right now, right? Yeah. Like, she's I mean, she's actually going through some shit. Still being used to being a human uh, and, and very confused. And also gradually just becoming a human and forgetting yeah. her unicorn self not so much forgetting i think caring less that she's becoming human because she does maybe. still seem to care like i guess it's maybe. weird it's odd and then you uh so lear is a bit love struck clearly for the lady amalthea and uh molly is sort of their go-between yeah she's the the uh fairy godmother minus mm. the fairy and so. godmother and also Amalthea is gradually – she is forgetting who she is because she has this yeah. conversation with Molly. She's like, I don't know why we're here. I don't know who I am. I don't know what this is. What the hell is – and Molly's like, we're, we're here for the unicorns. Remember? The, the unicorns we were here to – oh, shit, right. The unicorns. Fuck. I remember now. Wait, I'm one of them? Shit. Have a – Oh, Jesus. Oh, oh right. I am one of – oh, God. Yeah. We need to go quick. I, yeah. I ooh. so it's been a long enough time that, that she yeah because we don't like, know how long she's been there yeah. again like the fact that Molly is very comfortable in that kitchen makes me wonder if it's been more than a few days like she she is she knows what's happening in that kitchen oh she knows where the plates go but then there's the uh, the fantastic song that is just describing everything that's happening. <laughs> It's this very well. The song here is uh, about becoming a woman, right? I think, yeah. I think so. That was meant now to that I'm text. a woman is the main sort of reprise of this, and she talks about like, well, before I was this thing, and now yeah. I'm becoming a woman, and I'm getting some mixed metaphors here. So, like, is it like is being a unicorn like being a, a child, and as Amalthea is becoming a woman, she's losing the magical part of who she is. Because, like, that's sweet and lovely and all, but also in the world... Terrifying. In this world, the fact that she's a woman is unnatural, weird, and bad, something that they have to fix quickly, and their yeah. quest is to return her to the state of nature. Only in this world. I hasten to add, that entire statement is for this universe. I'm not sure <laughs> I like what this says about womanhood, even if I do like what it means about childhood. Yeah, the, 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 what it says about womanhood is a lot more... Um, Concerning than what it says about childhood? I am not qualified to talk about this other than to say I I wonder about this theming. What do you reckon? I I mean I I find it Is it like disturbing to you? Because it struck slightly. me as a little disturbing. Uh it it is slightly disturbing because it's kind of it, it's kind of saying that, you know, you have to lose a, a very large part of yourself to become a woman, which is just so not true, as we all know, as human beings, we know this. Uh, and that the more you fall in love with a man, the more of a woman you become. And it's like... 
that's also I hadn't clocked onto that, but you're quite right in that theming too. It's kind of terrifying. <laughs> I mean, it, you have to remember it's it's the 1980s. The fact that they're messing with it as a trope and not just presenting it yeah. as factually there is kind of on the nice side of that, though. But like, it's the 80s. It's not the 50s is all I mean, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's. I, I think the book was – I can't remember when the book was written because the book was written quite a while, quite a while before that. I guess what I mean is I'm I'm happy that they're bringing it up and not drawing conclusions for us yeah. as an audience, which makes this to me quite a writerly text rather than a readerly one. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean the 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 screenplay was written by the same guy who wrote the book. Oh, neat! So and he's really the, yeah. he 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 got uh, it. Peter S. Beagle. Oh, uh, it was originally written in nineteen eight, published in nineteen eight nineteen sixty eight, not nineteen eighty six. That would be some weird ass time travel. <laughs> Everyone get in the time machine. Yes, I've seen a watch. Thank you. No, but you don't understand. Yeah, it's a huge one that you can get inside yeah. of. I get it. It's, it's, a, it's a gimmick. Oh. Sorry about my water bottle. Um, yeah, no, it's, it it does. I don't know. It has some weird. There's some, some weird, weird theming tones. a little bit. Yeah. But I mean, I, if I'm thinking about my own, I, I remember a time when I was maybe 11 or something and I wanted to play or 12 maybe. And I looked at my Lego set. And I tried desperately to make my Lego men be characters, and I yeah. just couldn't. And I think everyone's got that time where it's just like, so the doll is, I can no longer actively pretend that the doll is a person. The doll yeah. is a doll, even if I play out a scene with it. It's, I, it's a I loss of innocence. I can't childishly invest this thing with that kind of magic anymore. This is like a superpower yeah. I've lost. I wonder if that's the theming they were going for and accidentally mm. fell into, you know what's really bad for women? Being adults. It is, it is women. It's a fantastic, because you do have the whole, obviously, the, the end of the film as well, kind of, then goes, but you can get some of that innocence back. Um, it's a weird, weird ending. It's a weird theming, right? And it I kind of From this point, really, is where I was like, okay, there's depth to this movie. Because before it was just like, all right, funny characters doing 80s stuff. And scene by scene, they're just like doing sketches and whatever. And it very much is structured like that. It's a sketch and a sketch and a sketch. And then some montages between them, right? It's, it's, I'm not sure if that's how the book's written. I need to read the book. I watched the movie before. I I imagine it's like a chapter book, book, I have to say. Yeah, I'm assuming so. I I will find it and read it and report back to you in regards Mm. to, (laughs) this is how the book went. Um... But they did do it with that movie. But they do that a lot, especially with animated movies of this mm. era. I think it's because of the amount of time and the amount of effort that went into the actual animations. They kind of had to. <laughs> they oh, had to, to have a lot day, of little montages. To this day, even with modern computing and all of that, it still takes mm. a long time to do animation properly. Yeah, right. So, but it's it's it was it was much harder then. Much 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 harder. I don't know if it was hard. It was the same process ultimately, but it was definitely a longer process. And being longer with the same sort of skilled people, you end yeah. up needing, uh, you know what I mean? Like we're, we're saying the same thing. You need to cut corners in some ways, not cut corners. You need to make the, the workload slightly lighter for everybody. Oh yeah. I mean, for a feature length film, you can do a lot more work with it. But like, yeah. if you look at something like a Hanna-Barbera cartoon, it's like, we're going to make Yogi Bear's body go up and down slightly while he's driving this car. Yeah. And uh, he's wearing a necktie so that we don't have to animate whatever's between the head and the and body. The yeah. So that, like, we could just animate a head 
and paste it on there because it's a fucking TV show and we need to get it out by Friday. Yeah, we don't we don't care otherwise. It's it, yeah, I mean there is that. It's I think part of that whole sort of like watch that compared to Bugs to Bunny, right? Yeah. Uh, or it's any insane. of the early Warner Brothers cartoons, they did like full on uh, animation, even if it was like 20 frames a second or 14 frames a second, it was still yeah. like, oh shit, somebody drew that, right? I, I still have so much awe and respect for people who could do that because Jesus, it, it drives me insane drawing a painting. Like, drawing a painting? I guess painting, you do draw painting. a painting. I guess you paint you a do. painting. But you also draw a painting. Can you paint a drawing? I guess if you paint a drawing, it's already drawn. Yeah, you're painting on and top you're of painting the painting on top of the, yeah. Yeah. yeah, you paint a painting. Um, but yeah, no, it, it's that whole sort of thing. The effort and the time that went into it is insane. Oh, hey, the cat can talk. Yeah. And it talks with a really bad Cornish accent. It, it's Long John Silver. Why is the cat a pirate trope? Because, uh, as far as I know, the guy who was doing the voice acting was playing around with like accents. And that's one they settled on. And they actually added the eye patch and the, the peg leg into the character afterwards. There is no way the actor was given enough time to prepare that accent. There's no, no way. No. They're just like, they're clearly like New Jersey, but affecting some sort of like, all right, I'm a pirate. Oh yeah, it's God. it's a really, it's not a good, not a good pirate accent. But, you know, if they wanted Long John Silver in the movie, they got Long John Silver in the movie. I, sure, I guess. So the last note that I have about the theming is that I quite like that the theme here is that marrying the prince and living happily ever after would represent the failing of the quest. Yeah. Right. I dig that because it's like, Oh shit. So failing the quest would actually be also a good outcome. So we now have to decide, Oh no, what do we do? And they have to, yeah. It, it brings in that whole sort of, you know, not always, failing is not always a bad thing, which is an interesting thing that you don't get in a lot of films. Well, it sort of leaves it up to the viewers to be like, oh man, which which one mm. is the happy ending, right? Yeah. I mean, for these characters, we know that both endings would be maybe a happy ending. And then you're like, we, we learn later where the where the other unicorns are. And I can't imagine they'd be terribly pleased about this no. particular outcome. I mean, I mean, that's the thing. It's it's weird because it's that whole. While it wouldn't be a bad ending for her, like mm. you know, marrying a prince, living happily ever after, you've you've, you've got that. But it would be a bad ending. It would, it would essentially be genocide. <laughs> I also unicorns. quite like that so. the cat speaks in riddles because, yeah. of course, he does because it's he's a cat. a cat. And when asked about it, he's like, "I'm a cat. What do you want?" Yeah, I mean, my cats talk to me in riddles all the time. Your cats talk to you. Okay. Yeah. Your, I mean, your it's more howling. Okay, I see. But th- there's there's definitely some attempts at communication. And those howls are really quite notoriously difficult riddles. Yeah, they really are. It's like, do you want food? No. Belly rubs? No. Tweets? Yes. Takes a while to get through and understand the language. Yeah, I see. It's tricky. <laughs> So it turns out there's probably a secret entrance, but first yeah. we need a super sweet love song and montage again. Yep. More Are we of keeping the, a montage yeah. counter? How many is that? A lot. I didn't it's keep like, a count. I didn't keep a count either, but I'm now looking at it like, we're saying the word montage a lot. 
Yeah. Because it's a good way to fill time with like some single matte paintings that you sort of scroll across slowly as you have the same four frames of running animation. I mean, I think we've said it about maybe ten times in the past five minutes. (laughs) Montage. The montage. We need to show the passage of time, so therefore montage. So I was going to make fun of the song until... The lovely little contrapuntal duet at the end, yeah. where she's also reprising lines from her previous song about wondering whether it's a good thing to be a woman. Yeah. And of course, was... in her case, as opposed to a unicorn. Yeah. But it's still quite sweet, because it's like, oh, okay, fine. And then they kiss, because of course they do. Yeah, because magic. He will have I, one kiss, yeah. and for the rest of his life, we'll, we'll think of that kiss, and... In the oh cold, yeah, dark we'll nights. get there. We'll get there. So back to the quest. <laughs> Haggard corners Amalthea and accuses her of being a unicorn. Mufi, it's not you're entirely a, wrong. You're, you're a unicorn. I know you're a unicorn, Mufi. How how do you know this? I mean, I, I, I've I, seen I, the way I, that you. I've seen the way that you turn your head to the left sometimes. That's also, just how I turn my head to the left. Also, sometimes you look at stuff, and those things that you look at, I can tell. I'm not allowed to look at stuff. And Ooh. then when it, when you stand still and do literally nothing, I can tell. I know your secret. But I... Sometimes I you turn your head and stay still and look to the left slightly, and I can tell by looking at your throat that you're a unicorn. <laughs> Mufi? I'm not a unicorn. I can't. I don't know where you've got truth. this idea. I am not a unicorn. I am I'm a simple you you're human a woman. I'm telling you you're a unicorn. I am a simple human woman. You can prove nothing. You have no proof. You see, now that I look at your eyes, actually, they definitely don't look like unicorn eyes. So, see, I told you I wasn't a unicorn. I mean, don't ask me how I know what unicorn eyes look like. I, I'll tell you anyway. You see down in the ocean there? You see all those unicorns? No. Yeah, all of those unicorns are my unicorns. It's all of them. Except there's one missing, and I'm pretty convinced it's you. You You're see a them, crazy right? Old man. You see the unicorns, right? I see water. You see Just the water. unicorns right down there. No. Yeah, yeah, you oh. do. Anyway, uh, that's fine. I'll get you later. Bye. <laughs> that was a crazy ass old man. Why is he? Why is he obsessed with the unicorns? So, for those of you listening who don't quite remember, that's almost literally the interaction they have on screen. <laughs> like, we didn't even have to exaggerate that much. No. Except that because it's Christopher Lee, it sounds like, You are a unicorn, and I will have what I want. And they're like, oh my god, he's gonna get what he wants, and that's bad, because he's the bad guy. Because why is he the bad guy again? Because he wants to catch all the unicorns. Because he fell in love with them. He's been ghosting these guys at his house for, like, months for free and feeding them. If not them. longer. If not longer. It's long enough that the unicorn cannot remember that she is a unicorn, maybe? Yeah. Like, she's she's very close to not remembering she's a unicorn. There's no time. We're not given a time period. He is a gracious host, is all I'm saying. Except for when he starts screaming in people's faces, accusing them of being Yeah, because you see, literally the only thing that makes this man happy is unicorns. Yeah. And, you know, that's his whole deal. Not he even his son. He wants to be happy. No, his, his son, son doesn't made make him, him happy. happy. It's not his son. He was an orphan, and he picked him up yeah. one day, and he was like, maybe this well, child will make me happy. 
He you say he was an orphan. He was left on the steps of a peasant's house. There was no <laughs> there was no information as to whether this child was an orphan or he just stole a baby. Some, pe- some peasants <laughs> just put this kid down for three seconds, and I was like, all right, I guess it's mine now. That made me happy for like <laughs> this is the three second until rule. he um, until he pooped. Then I was less happy because <laughs> we we never told we would we were just told he was put on a peasant's doorstep, left on a peasant's doorstep. There was no information past that of were his parents still in the house? Was this doorstep part of a derelict building? <laughs> was then there a Schmendrick. note attached to it? Then Schmendrick um, arrives and promises he'll find the unicorns. At which point she should maybe be like, well, dude, figured they were just down there and you can see them, right? You can see, you can see them. You just have to look at the ocean for like three seconds. They're right they're, there. They're, they're there. Please, I mean, I mean unless, unless Schmendrick's not as good as we think Schmendrick should be, but yeah. yeah. Mufi, Mufi, yeah. question. Yes? I have a question about the Crunk Energy drink. I mean, Red Bull. <laughs> Why does it serve Haggard again? Because this whole Haggard thing, he's like, I found the Red Bull and I asked him to gather up all of the unicorns for me. And he did. And I am very happy now. And first I... of all, I don't believe that he is very happy because no. look at the man. He's not very happy. <laughs> he's not. That is not a face of happy. That is a face of, I oh, my. guarantee you that I am happy. This is what a happy face looks like. From the, the, he just literally says, I found the Red Bull. I asked him to gather the unicorns for me. It went, yeah, okay, fine, I've got nothing better to do. I like <laughs> to imagine the unicorn has, like, a tiny voice, like, oh, hey, yeah, no, that's fine. I'll totally do that. That's fine. I'll totally, You yeah, mean the Red sure. Bull? The Red Bull, that, yeah. yeah. Not what? No, the Crunk Energy Drink Man. Okay, yeah, just, just it's got, I don't know, maybe more high-pitched, because it's huge, so I think you say, oh, yeah, yeah, I can do that. Oh, oh God, that, that sounds hurt. like a painful, don't do that to your not throat. Not doing that again. <laughs> don't do that God. to your throat. Choose I did it once, I'm voice, not doing please. it again. That's voice actor mistake number one, where if you get the part, you're like, oh God, I got the part. Yeah. Oh, my poor throat. Fuck. I have done this in videos where I've started doing a character voice and then halfway through gone, I have made a mistake. This was a terrible error. This was a very bad decision. So, um, uh, as yeah. logic would dictate, and according to the cat, there's something about a laughing skeleton and some wine, and when the clock strikes some kind of time, and then uh, fortunately they found the laughing skeleton... And he's definitely laughing, and he's slightly terrifying. And uh, he's kind of cool. I like him. I'd go drinking with him. Probably. I mean, he he's a bit of a lightweight, frankly. So, yeah. So they, they find the laughing skeleton, and then they're like, oh, well, so I guess we found the skeleton, and there's the clock. What do we do with the wine? And he's like, wait, wait, wait. Do you know, do you, I realized something. That you have wine? That That voice... The voice of the skull. Yeah. Do you remember Odo from Deep Space Nine? Oh, shit, is it? It's, it's Renee... I can't pronounce his surname without sounding like a brat. Try. It's like Aubergine. Aubergineois? I don't know. I don't know his name, so maybe it is. It may be, Renee, but um, it's, uh, that is Odo. He's so cool. He well, Is that him? That is him. That is so different to what I would expect him to be playing. I guess I had him typecast in my head. There's Odo, yeah. That, that'll teach me. <laughs> That'll teach Don't me typecast, to typecast these people. actors. Don't typecast real humans. Don't typecast. It's bad. I mean, everyone typecasts. I didn't typecasts. realize that was him. No way. That's amazing. <laughs> I, it was very weird. I was just looking through the, the thing list again to try and work out who the voice was, and my brain went, I knew this. That's amazing. I mean, he is a changeling. 
he's very good. He's very good. I'm sure I've seen him in like a gangster film too. And mm. I was just like, okay, he can, he's been he in can a lot. do at least two things as an actor. And I like both of them. <laughs> so, yeah. but yeah, uh, so they, they go to the skull and they're like, cool. So you, can you tell us? And he's like, no, Why would I go, do ahead, that? go ahead and ask though. It's nice to have some company. Come back and ask tomorrow. It'll be fun. Yeah. I'll tell you no again. It'll be great. Let's do this every day. And they trick him. Uh, they have a bit of a Jesus moment. Well, I don't have any wine. There wasn't any in the whole castle, which, first of all, first Bullshit. Of all, I, I called him a gracious host earlier. Yeah. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. Sorry, man. No. I was with you until you didn't serve your guests any wine. I, I call bull the castle that big without a wine cellar? Nah. No. I'm not even letting you have the pun movie. I'm not even letting you have the bull pun. I'm sorry. You you don't get it. No. Okay, fine. You can have it. <laughs> that is bad for you. It was an accidental pun if it makes you feel better. <laughs> I didn't mean to pun. Like legitimately? Legitimately it was a it was an accidental oh pun. God. I call bull on a lot of things. Amazing. So Skelling Man wants the wine, and he's looking yep. at it like, you don't have wine, but you do have water. There's no way you can turn water into wine. And uh, in fact, there isn't. No, but they, they attempt to pretend that he is Jesus for a second. Yeah, and then he just drinks the water and looks at the empty bottle, and he's like, eh, well, you know, nice little book. I, I think I really failed here. You're right. There's no bouquet to this at all. Mm. It's real flat, kind of acidy. Yeah, I don't know. It's not very good wine. You're right. It's, I'll throw it away. Yeah. It's by far one of the weirdest kind of it, <laughs> the random, sudden random Jesus. Well, also like it's not actually Jesus because he doesn't actually do it. He just em- he just drinks the water, right? Yeah. But then, because as we've already established, like we never see this bottle from the skeleton's point of view. He is not a point of view character. So as far as the skeleton no. is concerned, he might legitimately be seeing. Like actual a bottle of wine, right? It's uh, it's also kind of Emperor's New Clothes. Yeah, and then he gets mind drunk. I mean, he can't get body drunk, so probably a good thing that he gets mind drunk. The, 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 he's made of bones, right? Yes. Like he's entirely, he's got no skin, no flesh at all. How does he? How does he blush? I don't know, but he has no body to drink with. He has no skin to blush with, but his it doesn't stop him. God, it doesn't stop him. <laughs> Which he then wipes off later in a second when he realizes what's going on. And again, I think that's one of these, like, if you believe it hard enough, it sort of manifests to you in this world, which is kind of a cool thing. So it's like a semi, uh, like the rules of magic have rules. So. I mean, it then feels like the Witcher, not the Witcher. It feels a little bit like The Witcher because they just tricked uh, a dude using alcohol, uh, like a mystical thing, and being like, how about if I give you beer? And the mystical thing's like, ooh, yeah, cool. I'll just give you what you want then. Yeah, just go through the clock. Oh, it's like we have to wait till the right time. No, you just walk through the clock. It's like, yeah. just walk that way and you'll get this. Fine. It's, it's a very, because I love that sort of, oh, you know, time when it's at the right time. It's a clock. It was a very clever Bit yeah. of, you know, it's the sort of thing that you expect a really sneaky DM to put into a, a, a campaign. It's like, you know, when the clock strikes the right time, and you're just like, but what is the right time? And he's just like, ha ha ha, they will never know. 
it's doesn't it's need to be the right the, time. It's a clock. Whatever time it is is the is right, right time. <laughs> it's whatever. Yeah. Right. It's, I thought it meant like three o'clock or three fifteen because it's yeah. like it's all the way on the right. Nope. That's the right it's, time. It's, it is. And the left that time is, the right is uh, quarter to ten. Bingo. God. So yeah, it turns out Box. there's no trick to it, and uh, the skeleton is super drunk now. But then, yeah. as they're leaving, he's like, "Wait a second, that's a unicorn." Yeah. Somehow being drunk. Until now, nothing. She moved in a certain way. It it was it was once more her movements that Unicorn. betrayed her. Unicorn. 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 I know. He just keeps saying unicorn over and over. Yeah. Saying Haggard, and, unicorn. He's over here. He's like the unicorn alarm man skeleton. Yeah. He's their alarm system. <laughs> He's not very good at his job. He gets drunk very regularly, but yeah. It seems to me that he gets better at it as he's drinking, which is kind of sad. And disturbing. Yeah. What's he going to do? It's not going to kill him. It's not going to kill him. No. And he's been stuck on that shelf for God knows how long. So they all run into the clock, including Lear for some reason. Yeah. And when they ask him about it, he's like, I heard you screaming, and then I came running, and I followed you. That's how I'm here. And they're like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. That's fine. (laughs) And it does. It does make perfect sense. But uh, the king gets annoyed. King gets yeah, very angry. Uh, he gets so annoyed that he wrecks his own clock, cutting them off. Now they and need to get out off. through the balls. I mean, Red Bull's passage. Yeah, it it gets a bit weird. At which point, uh, he Schmendrick manages to break the spell for no other reason than story progression. <laughs> well, first they discuss for a while while uh, in the tunnel. Yeah. They're like, okay, so they can't go back no. through the, through the clock. But they can go forward through the Red Bull's passage. Passage. This <laughs> uh, you got to get the 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 back way, the rear way out. Oh, yeah. Of, of the bull's lair. We gotta get the rear so we don't. The joke has made itself. We don't need to. <laughs> I'm disappointed in, in both everything. of us. <laughs> I'm disappointed yeah. in everything. So maybe uh, maybe Amalthea would be better off as a human. She certainly maybe. seems to think so. And so does Molly. But ironically, but, considering Molly was the one who was saying, you can't have done this to her. Yeah. What a cruel human being you are in the first place. She suddenly I think, I think Molly's thing is like, she says she wants to stay human. Let her stay human, which yeah. is quite reasonable. Then Prince Lear is like, something, something, heroes, something, something. And heroes Dark do side. something, and some stuff happens. Yeah, and heroes, and happens at the right time. You, I, it's like, would call me when you need to kill something, okay? Because I'm Basically, not. Basically, yeah. uh, all right. And then Schmendrick is like, "Hey, they're like, you, you could totally do that, and that's totally your prerogative. Yeah. But if you do do that, then you have doomed every other unicorn to death or eternal, whatever in the yeah. in the sea." Uh, and uh, one unicorn will survive, and then you're going to die at the end of your life. She's like, yeah, I want to die. That's okay. Like, hey, I don't think yeah. you do want to die. I don't think you understand what death is. I think you've been immortal for so long that you're like, okay, so hang on. <laughs> I'll die. This is fine. I'll, I'll come back, right? That's that's how death works. And then they discuss, like, so what if there's no happy ending? And I get another one of the Schmendrick great lines. There are no happy endings because nothing ends. Bingo. Which is a weird line. He's like the wisest dude suddenly. And I'm like, where the hell did that come from? It's it's like my favorite line from um, Grimm, the TV show. It was anything ever, but it was, it was the line was specifically in Grimm where one of the characters turns around and goes, everything has an end except for the sausage, which has two. 
I don't get it. Yeah, it was it was a very odd line, but it made me laugh, and it's a very good. Nothing ends. Why does nothing end? Everything has to end. I guess. I mean, if in the context of immortal, eternal unicorns that will yeah. never die until the end of the universe, and even then, it's not clear that this universe will ever end. I guess that's more true than usual. That nothing Yet. ever ends. So, so anyone yeah. can agree, but before anyone can agree to anything, they're attacked by the hype energy. I mean, bull, Red Bull, and the and the bull knows who the unicorn is. And I guess the discussion is sort of a yeah. moot point since there there's literally no way for them to do anything been else now. They've yeah, been discovered. They've been rumbled. <laughs> we've just watched all of that cool decision making. Like, I wonder which one should we should do. And it's like, oh no, the Red Bull is here, and now that means that we don't get a decision anymore. Yeah. Fate has forced our hand. Like, all right, cool. So it would have been nicer to have them decide. I think to fight the bull personally. Yeah. But eh. well, you know, sometimes you get forced into things. So Lear tries to hit the giant magical glowing energy beast with a sword. Yep. Doesn't work. Then, uh, uh, which is always fun. Schmendrick turns Amalthea back into a unicorn somehow. Yay! Including her dress. Her dress is now forever part of her. Yeah, I guess. I guess, because when she got turned wearing... into a human... She didn't have a she dress. Was, she didn't have Nicked. a dress, and they had to make her a dress. And now, and now she that is... she's a unicorn... The dress didn't, like, tear off of her Hulk style. Which I would have found, consider- or just slip off of her. I don't know. I find that weird. I'm not sure I'm a fan. I mean, it's going to get smelly. It's like having a coat on for the rest of your life that you can never I think this off. one just straight up follows D&D polymorph rules, where any equipment that was on you just becomes the new shape and is functionally not there anymore until you Fair get polymorphed enough. back or until the spell effect lasts. Oh, okay. I we'll think it's just that. sort of like, it disappears because magic. Don't ask too many questions. The Red Bull is a thing and he helped Haggard for some reason. I mean, I'm going with Haggard rolled 20 charisma. That's That's what I'm going with. And as the Pepsi Max, I mean Red Bull, drives her back into the sea. It turns out that magic isn't for saving unicorns. Heroes are. Magic yep. is, I guess, for juggling? Yeah. Uh, or something along... I mean, there was a lot of juggling. He does a lot Mostly of Mostly what magic there. does in this film is juggling. Yeah. And, like, it, card tricks. It's weird. There is an inordinate amount of juggling in card tricks when it comes to wizards. It's very weird. But, yeah, she, she, uh, she steps back puts her hooves on the water and is like, ah, yes, the water, the other unicorns. And oh, then no, decides, I'm getting no. driven back into the same place that the other, I'm going to get trapped, yeah. I'm going to get hoist by my own petard. Yep. And so runs around him somehow. I don't want to get hoist by anyone's petard, frankly. Yep. It's never a good move. I, you, you must not be done with anyone's petard. I have no idea. So Lear happens. tries to get bodied. Sorry. So bodied. Lear tries, Lear tries to help, but he gets completely bodied by yeah. five hour energy. I mean Red Bull. He did. I swear He's... I don't have that many of these left. I'm sorry. I really have. <laughs> I did not realize quite how many energy drinks there were. Oh, Apparently. I found the Wikipedia list for a <laughs> uh, list of energy drinks. There is a whole Wikipedia page on oh this. Oh my god. And I didn't even get a third of the way through. It is Jesus. wonderful. That is but a seeing, lot of energy drinking. But games. seeing her, but seeing her little waifu boy, uh, her little anime boy get completely wrecked by this Boyderized. giant red glowing roid rage roid beast. Uh, yeah, Amalthea gains the resolve to fight back and drives the amp energy drink. I mean, Red Bull himself <laughs> into back the into sea. the ocean. 
as the rest of the unicorns crash onto the shore wave-like and away presumably back to their forests, yeah. also somehow collapsing the castle. It's the trampling of their hooves. It's, it's, I'm assuming they're all running in like unison because they're unicorns and obviously they are magical, graceful, majestic creatures. And I'm assuming that like their hoof beats are all syncopated. I'm just going to call that it magic. The word I mean. Don't, yeah, don't bring magic. it into like wave theory physics stuff because I will <laughs> talk your, I am literally a yeah, sound probably, engineer. I can not. talk about oh, yeah, resonant frequencies all day. That's, that's so. not. Like Let's magic. not and say Let's magic. magic. It's fine. They're unicorns. It's There's a lot of them, and the magic crumbled the castle. Yep. And uh, Christopher Lee gets killed. And uh, and the unicorn magic that Amalthea uses to heal Lear, I get he does not seem upset enough for a dude who just watched his home crumble into the well, sea. Well, he didn't because it, it it crumbled while he was dead. Yeah, he, he wakes up, up to, to find the, it gone. He looks up to find the whole building collapsed though. <laughs> And at no point is he like, oh shit, my house. I mean, I suspect he's just pissed off. I suspect he's, he's reached this point with his father and he's just like, you know what? Fuck it. My dad trapped all of these unicorns. I Fuck guess, it. but also like his fa- <laughs> he just watched his father dive into the sea while his, while his home also crumbled into yeah. the sea. You don't think at one point he'd be like, oh shit, that's still my dad though. Maybe. Fuck. Fuck. I didn't like the guy, but Fuck. That's upsetting. It's, yeah. Instead, I mean, they're like, "Yeah, we won the quest," and he's like, "Yeah, that was that was my dad, and also I lived there, and also so did we, kind of. We could we didn't have to crumble the castle, guys. Yeah, I we mean, could have just really lived there. It was we the unicorns. Just lived there. That's fine. The unicorns were the assholes in this situation. I'm telling you, that's hey, like, I I get it totally, but I'm also like, for his reaction, that's all I'm like. Yeah, he's just going along with all of it and going he's like, "Yeah, that's chill. cool." Which might just mean that he's the chillest man in the world. He's like, oh, shit, my house just went into the ocean. See, I'd be inclined to agree with that, except for the fact that when he met a pretty woman, he decided he, A, fell in love with her, and B, went off and just killed every single thing that he could nearby. He, he went up and straight up killed a dragon. I feel like he that's his reaction to everything, though. It's just like anything. You know that thing that English people do where uh, they will, like, if anything happens, good, bad, or neutral, they're like, right, putting the kettle on. Yeah, that's what we do. I, I guess that killing dragons is his right. Kill the dragon. Yep. <laughs> oh man, yeah. you got a raise? Fantastic! I'll just go kill a dragon. Yeah, back in a minute. You put the kettle on. I'll kill a dragon. Yeah. Okay. No, that does make more sense. Actually, I like the idea of that. Like in their in their world, that's like how he showed love to people. Yeah. Like, well, shit! I just I beheaded so many things for her. Yeah. I don't understand. I, why does she not love me? I killed all of these things. Does she not like heads? Apparently not. I mean, let's be honest. I mean, concerned that she doesn't, but that's a whole different point. And we're right at the last stretch here, where the unicorn magic healed everyone, and every all yeah. of our good hero people, our party is all together and great. Everyone's happy. Yeah. Of. But Lear, you know, Lear doesn't get his exact happy ending because Amalthea is like, "I remember you," and the the you know love was great and everything, yeah. and I regret I not you. having. You know, not continuing with the love, I guess. But at the same time, I'm um, a unicorn and this ain't going to work. So uh, you have yourself a good life and that's great. And he's yeah. like, ah, shit, never mind. I guess I'll go off now. Later. It'd be nice to see you someday, maybe. Which is, is, is odd. He he takes that far too. Again, he's lost his father in his castle and has just lost the woman that he loved. And he's taking it all far too well. Yeah, he's the chillest man in the world. This has happened. Okay, cool. Well, that sucks. Anyway, I guess I'll go like on the road for a while. 
I'm like, yeah. Anyone seen my weed? I I want to imagine that he's now sitting in a beach shack with surfboards everywhere and just a mountain of weed. Oh, I think he found all of the all of the outlaws and is just like, hey guys, cool uh, cool swords you got at my throat there. Let's be friends. Can I lead you guys? And they're all like, oh yeah. Well, we were following this ghost man for a while, but then he just left. He just disappeared. We're not we're not sure where he went. Out of nowhere. Yeah, he, uh, he, we we tried following him, but he went into a brick wall. Haven't seen him since. Oh man, not a brick wall. Those things are so hard to get. Have you tried? Have you tried smashing it? <laughs> yes. Because I can I can totally smash things. Hulk. Yeah, probably. Who's that? I'm going to go smash the... And then he just smashes the wall, and they're like, oh, shit, we could use a guy. We could totally follow a guy who could smash a wall. Yeah, who couldn't? That's how you do it. I, I could. I definitely Yeah. Could. And then he becomes Robin Hood. This is headcanon now. That's yes, how it goes. This is headcanon. That's how but our is. this lovely last little scene between Amalthea and uh, Schmendrick, where yeah. she says, you know, I am... Not I was the last unicorn, and now I'm the only one who's ever felt regret, who's ever felt yeah. love. Which is weird. And oh, it's dark. super weird. And part of me is still always going to be mortal, I think. And I don't know whether I'll be accepted back into unicorn society. Which on <laughs> yeah. its own, I'm like, hang on, unicorns, isn't the whole deal that you got your woods, and then they got their woods, and then occasionally you're like, oh, hey, sup? And, I'm going to and... go back into my woods now. Yeah. And the fact that, you know, you rescued all of unicorn kind should kind of give you a pass on that, I feel. I think a couple of people should be like, oh, hey, you're the you're the fucking cool weirdo. Nice. Yeah, you saved us. Thanks. We appreciate now, that. But also get out of my forest. <laughs> yeah. Like, all right. Jesus. Fine. It was but a bit she, of a weird one. But again, she's pretty chill about having been changed into a mortal and knowing the sorrow of regret, but also knowing the joy of love. And that's been, I guess, worth it to her. And she's like, well, it's going to be different, but fuck it. That's fine. Yeah. And the, the last different. line of the movie, do you want to take it? No, because it's just escaped my head. Farewell, good magician. Thank you. I will try to go home. That I'm is a good line. Yeah. It's not I'm going home. It's I will try to go home. Because that's like the last bit of the hero's journey. Yeah. It's the you return having changed and maybe it's, you've changed too much to go back home. Maybe you can't go home. It's it's nice. I like this movie. It's good, isn't it? It's, so it was... the horse with no name who now has a name travels back again. Yeah. Like that song whose name I, for, I forget. <laughs> so... I mean, did you enjoy it is the main question. Like, I love this film. It was one of my favorites. <laughs> So, like, you grew up with this, right? Uh, yeah, I watched it when I was, like... I mean, it came out well before I was born. But it was on mm. TV a few times when I was, like, nine or ten. I think I was quite young. I mean, let's be clear. I've never I've never seen this, right? And mm. it is a kid's movie to a certain extent. I liked it. It was fine. Yeah. I don't think I was laughing as much as a kid might. I don't think I was moved as much as... Like the the love story didn't make a lot of sense to me when they were no. like, okay, we're in love now. That's the way that we're going to sing a song about love. And like, if I'm eight, I'm like, all right, cool. They're singing a song about love. That's fine. Yeah. It was and, weirdly one of those movies that doesn't have a, it's, it was a dark kids movie. It isn't even that dark though. But it's not like right? all brightness and happiness. 
I guess not. I guess it's compared to, I was going to say compared to other movies, but then I've also seen The Rescuers and I'm like, no, that shit was dark yeah. though. I mean, so secret of I, I don't know if this is like top 10 for me. I'm glad I watched it. It's a fun movie. I enjoyed it. Uh, the way that I do this is I'll watch it once mm. to get a sense of just to watch it and enjoy. And yeah. then I'll watch it again and write jokes. Frequently, I'll sort of see stuff in the second watch through. I'll be like, oh, I didn't get that on the first time. I didn't really yeah. get any of that this time. I think everything was so front and center that it's... there wasn't really anything additional to get. Not but, really, no. <laughs> but again, it's a kid's movie. So for yeah. what it is, yeah, it was fun. I liked it. I, I don't it's know good. if I'm putting it top 20 or top 10 or anything. I, I don't know if I'm putting top top, but if it's on, I'm not I'm not turning it off. No. And the animation is gorgeous. Like the actual character design was just – it's one of the reasons I love it so much. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. I can it's, it's beautiful. There were definitely parts where it was like, let's just have them move for no reason. Yeah. Like uh, if you were doing it now, like that first, first time when you see – uh, Amalthea in uh, Human. in any shot and yeah. she's just moving her head for no reason. You could have yeah. probably had her stand pretty stock still with a bit of forward and back motion or something with Especially. just the mane going in the wind. That would have yeah. been super pretty. But instead they're like, we need to animate everything. It's especially with the whole sort of thing where you've got Haggard just going, you know, you're like a unicorn, you stand perfectly still. And then you've got other scenes and she's just like constantly moving. Yeah. It's like, that's not how yeah. that works. <laughs> So you said they went through like development hell. We never got into that. It, it went through about three different production companies, not the actual animation studios. And then when it came out of it, it's been owned. The actual rights to the movie have been owned for like four or five different companies. Oh, wow. It's currently owned by ITV, was owned by ITC. At one point it was owned by Lionsgate. Okay. Like it's moved. <laughs> it has, it wow. has definitely moved around and it's, it's, very odd but it was it it was i think it was because of the fact that it was such um it wasn't a well-known book when the movie came out still not a well-known book for for most part and it was a bit more of an ambitious story plan than like most animes and things like that because they tend to work especially on their long long format stuff they tend to work in a, a very specific way whereas this movie wasn't so much done with that now, you say other anime. Are we classifying this as anime? Is this... Uh, I mean, I know it was Ghibli, but... it's It was done by an anime studio. By, by a studio who who does anime. I'm, I, I, I get you, would. but you know what I mean. Like, it, though it was made by people who frequently make anime, I wonder if we're classing this as anime. I would to a certain extent, because the... The unicorn is a very anime style, like with the floaty hair and her face, facial exp expressions... And There's the something very, like, more. Sailor Moon about a lot yeah. of it. I would class it as anime, personally. Just okay. more, I think, more for the the unicorn animations and the beast animations than the actual main character stuff, because they're very Western, Black Cauldron-y Yeah, to me. definitely. But the, the unicorn and the mythical stuff very feels, to me, more anime. It's a, it's a weird mix. I see what you mean. I, I would be uncomfortable calling it anime... In its entirety. On, only? I yeah. would be saying this is a sort of a hybrid almost production because even aside from anything yeah. else, it, it doesn't have that awful voice act. Like it was an originally uh, English language production, right? Yeah. It was originally voiced in the English language. So if you're watching it in any other language, you're going to get that horrible. <laughs> you're going to get a dub. Yeah. D a dub, so, this is what I mean though. In... Like normally to me, uh, an, an anime is primarily a Japanese language thing, yeah. which is then adapted into other stuff. 
It's, it's, yeah. So because it's mostly English language, I'm uncomfortable calling it purely anime. But again, at a certain point, labels are dumb unless they help us categorize things. But I, I just mean to say this is like it's it seems stylistically to me unlike say a magical a magical girl anime or like yeah. uh it 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 doesn't seem to be tropey in the same ways it doesn't appear to have the same uh, visual styles in a lot of areas though granted a few of the mythological creatures totally there yeah it's it's a bit of a a weird I mean I like it I like yeah. it I just don't think it looks like Sailor Moon right no it doesn't look like Sailor Moon um at all says me um it, i mean it's, some of it has some of the hair bits for the unicorn has some likening to some of those magical girl animes with the hair moving on its own but not not in its, in its entirety well yeah clearly some anime inspire inspiration happened but yeah. uh yeah that, that i think we made the point yeah That's that it. was that one uh, ask me more questions if you have some which i mean would you recommend this film to someone else I don't know if I'd recommend this to everyone. I, I don't think this is like an everyone movie. Mm. I think this is a if you particularly if you have kids, this yes. is like pro like I don't know probably seven or eight or something like that, and be like, oh check this out, because you know seven or eight they'll still listen to what you have to say and be like, you're yeah. the best dad or mom or whoever it is showing me this non-binary parent. You're the <laughs> best non whichever parent I happen to be talking to and whatever yeah. nature they happen to be of. That's, it's, how it's, eight, that's how eight-year-olds talk, right? They really yeah. couch their language like that. Totally. That's exactly what they do. But mm -hmm. uh, I don't know. Especially like if you're going to watch it with kids, I think it's really – it's probably great. I think there's maybe some unintentionally sofa-hiding moments if the kids are too little. Like yeah. the, the the bull is going to be terrifying if you're oh, five, yeah. right? The bull was quite terrifying for me the first time I saw it because I just wasn't expecting it. I don't think it's a good date movie. Or it no. might be a really good date movie. I don't know. Uh, I have very, very good memories of watching this while very drunk with a friend. Um, haven't. I don't think either of us remembered half of what was being what was going on in the movie the next morning because both of us were so drunk. Yeah, fair. I don't know if. I think a lot of people would get bored with it. Yeah, I think a lot. I, I don't think it's. I, I I think you need to take it for what it is. Is like an eighties thing. Though again, the voices are great and it's charming, and like I, I think uh, I think I would recommend it, but to only certain people. Yeah, I mean it's 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 an hour and a half worth of film, hour and a half, hour and forty minutes between. Uh, I'd had it at about an hour and forty. Yeah, it, it's an hour and forty minutes. It's including credits, but like it's an hour and forty. Yeah, and the it, credits have songs by America. Well, not they're not by America, but sung by America, which are yeah. just like that's nice anyway. Just listen to the song. Yeah, I mean, the, the, the soundtrack is beautiful for the movie. I honestly. will say this is one where I'm like, let's just watch it through the credits. Yeah. Right, the credits are nice. The credits are nice, they're, they're well done, and the music's good. And it's not just black screen with scrolling. Part of it is, because there's a lot of credits, but, you know, but yeah, but a lot of it is also happens. these gorgeous scenes where, like, the, the movie finishes while some of the credits roll. It's kind of yeah. great. It's it's very well done. It's very it was very beautifully animated and very beautifully done. And it may also be a case of some of those are scenes that they never got to put in the movie. They were like, "Fuck it, we'll put the credits over them." <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, to a certain extent, you're quite right. I mean, if you've got the material, like, well, we, that was cut, but like the footage still looks good. Let's put it somewhere. Yeah, right. Don't waste so. it. Well, thank you for joining me for this episode of One for Paul. I hope it you've had a nice a time, and you'll join me again. I, well, yeah, we'll find you more movies to watch. Uh, I haven't seen a lot of them. You've seen I the know. List. I've seen the list. 
You've seen the list. I sent you the list, and you just immediately sent me back a thing going, what? In all caps. <laughs> yeah, no, I did. And then and... several minutes later, another one with, what? Written in all caps with several exclamation points after it. I really wish you were With another name of the film. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, I know. That's why it's on the list. Chill. <laughs> like, all right. Sounds like you've signed up for those ones. I, I really wish that I, I wish you were over exaggerating on that, but that is basically what happened. And conversations at the pub where you've just gone, I haven't seen that. And I've just gone, what the hell? Yeah. And then I have to stop you from explaining the plot to me where I'm like, no, 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 no. Stop. Yeah. It's going to be an episode. Chill out. Which is I a weird part of doing it. this show now. I'm thinking about it because it's like both getting me to watch movies and also being like, wait, not until I can make content out of mm. it. <laughs> so, it's eh, tricky. Sword. That's what it is. Thank you for joining us on this episode of One for Paul. It was a pleasure. We'll see you next time. Bye. You put the kettle on. I'll kill a dragon. Huge atrocities. <laughs>